Saturday morning, just to start with uh, so much banter, Roger, congratulations. Uh, those of us uh, that are very, very civilized would say, good morning, Kelvin. How are you? How is Indiana? Thank you. Well, th- thank you for that. <laughs> that, that is, if you are uh, an artist, yeah, a creative artist, that is, that is another way of recognition which should be appreciated. I guess not. Uh, my, my art, sometimes people miss it, uh, Kelvin, but uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, good morning. Uh, how is Indiana anyway? Indiana is beautiful today, nice and warm. Uh, I don't know, I think we'll be in the 60s later in the day. But the yeah. morning has started off very well. Okay. How is uh, Mr. Msava in Toronto? I'm fine, thank you. Roger, I just want to agree with you that uh, Kelvin is young. 
tano tano hapo na porridge ama wayo hiyo so So sometimes Kevin you should just accept when they are telling you something about age. You should just accept where you belong young man. Awa kama mangabana ndeti tu eh remember Musaba awa mulunga bana ndeti tu akale I don't know if I should say this on radio. <laughs> when we were growing up, Nathan, you cannot point at we were not allowed to do things like that, young man Kelfi. You know. So this this means this. That was the that was the suppression of an open mind. That's why we're where we are, the nation. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Wonderful, wonderful to have you. Uh in your area of uh, where you are over there. Our things uh yeah. COVID-19 vis-a-vis COVID-19. Well, you know, uh, we're sort of in the same situation as uh, most of Canada. As you know, the numbers in Quebec and Ontario are leading the way. And um, actually, uh, my area was in the news uh, for some time now because one of the old people's homes called Pine Pine Recrest, Pinecrest in yes. Cajun, uh, it it had uh, an outbreak, and uh, we lost about 33 residents from that alone. Just that it was mm. sort of locked down, and these are elderly people who just, um, I mean, decisions were made not to go too aggressive, so they have been dying peacefully one by one. So that has ramped up our numbers in the area. But apart from that outbreak. Um, we probably only have two uh, or so cases in our city of about 70-something thousand uh, people. So so people are observing oh. lockdown. And it's like ghost town everywhere you go, lots of space. Yeah, I know. Air. Yeah, so, mm. so uh, I think we're, 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 I mean, the hospital is not overly swamped, but uh, it's still an ongoing concern of uh, unusual cases like a patient was just lying in bed, uh, came in maybe two weeks ago with a completely different problem and suddenly developed a fever, they swabbed oh, wow. positive. So everybody goes panic mode and everyone is being swabbed. So this this is going to continue, uh, just uh, sort of simmering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is uh, the new. I don't know if we should even call it the the the, the new normal. But uh, mm. uh, this is why I like what uh, Prime Minister Trudeau uh, to make a stand with the trumps of this world. Uh-uh. If we are not opening up stuff here, if you want to open there, yeah. you 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 do you do it there. Uh, for us here, another thing we we don't want yeah, to see planes coming from from America to here. He's a loose cannon. One minute he says this, uh, ah, very unstable mind. Uh, 
We, yeah. we needed a calm person in this time of uh, uh, war, you know, not, not a guy who just too talkative. Anyway. Is, is Musabazi is Musabazi man? Roger sometimes reports like tabloid. That's the thing. <laughs> Do, Dr. Kajira, if, yes, if you, if I, I don't even know why I'm going to to you because Roger himself is is here. Yes. Who is managing Ontario? in this crisis is it through guys or the premier she fought and i have a lot of confidence in that guy i voted for him me i'm a swing voter so i voted for this time and uh, i think he's doing a good job yeah. so, so because i'm happy with that and here in canada the point i'm trying to make is that <clears throat> here in canada the provincial governments they are not pointing Fingers at the federal government. Exactly. Even no. you see, exactly. and the other way around. In exactly. the U.S., everyone is just even when the mm. it's not even the president's jurisdiction. You see, mm. California and New York are very powerful states. They can't tell me that they fumbled the ball because they listened to Trump, the guy they don't listen to anyway. You know, so when I make mm. these statements, it's not like I'm supporting him. I'm saying when it, everything mm. he says, you say it doesn't make sense. Now when mm. he says, "Oh, don't lock down at all," we listen to him. It doesn't make sense. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Musaba, the point you make uh, make made me actually uh, come to a conclusion that America is not as a uh, what, what's the word I want to uh, uh, to use. Uh, this uh, different states uh, doing different stuff as we use, uh, as we, we, we are meant to, to, to believe. There is one point where everything has to be state house. Uh, those who are not uh, here in Canada, uh, friends who are in America, they are listening, you will be surprised how much uh, the provinces, are taking care of this. Not this Trump every uh, every afternoon is telling his stories. It is the provincial ministers who are taking center stage of this issue uh, here in uh, here in Canada, which is very very impressive. Uh, that is if you compare with, with uh, what the uh, uh, American system. For, for me, how how the American system of penal it has. Uh, uh, it has really hurt me. Let me say hello to um, Brother Casonso. Brother Casonso, good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, how are you and how are the Canadian Zambians? The Canadians are on top of things. Uh, now we are just uh, trying to send the uh, face mask wherever they, they need them. Uh, yeah. Are we out of the woods yet? Uh, maybe not, not, uh, not as yet. But... Um, Things are not as uh, desperate as we are seeing from our brothers and sisters in New York and uh, in the United States. That's a good thing. Uh, if your families are safe, then we, our prayers are answered. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. we, we do know. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Charlie in Florida, good morning. 
Uh, good morning, uh, Roger. Good morning, everybody. We are we, we are we are doing fine, considering, you know, we're we're staying safe. Um, and uh, I think our, our economy, even before, even without the orders, is slowly coming back to life. Um, but it's just a little more cautious. We're seeing a few more people with gas masks. Uh, one of our counties is actually trying to order a mandatory gas mask, face mask rather, uh, where as long as you're outside your house. Um, they ordered the APU two days later. They rescinded it because someone wanted to sue them because they didn't do it constitutionally. So it's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Roger, In one thing Pennsylvania, Miami. Roger. Uh, go ahead. One thing I wanted to mention, when you, when you compare Florida, I mean the U.S. with what's going on in Canada, let's not forget that it's an election year for the U.S. And Trump is, and you know the kind of guy Trump is, you take every opportunity to, to make it into a campaign, uh, um, a campaign forum. So some of the things he's doing, and yes, maybe out of his jurisdiction, but he's, He's trying to well, y- y- yes him. and no. Uh, y- y- no, in the sense that uh, the reliance the states are, are showing how much they want federal government to do uh, certain stuff, and you compare here in Canada what the uh, provinces are able to do on their own. Uh, the same stuff you hear, people crying about uh, in, uh, in America. Oh, we need the ventilators, we need this. Here, the provinces are doing all that stuff by themselves. That's, that, 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 that's mm-hmm. the, 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 the difference I'm trying to, uh, to, to bring. Yeah. So, um, no. But, but do you know what, listen, but do you know what the, the gov- central government has done here? They are, they are, for instance, the province, the, the state are bidding for supplies against the FEMA, which is the federal government. How does that work? FEMA is putting up one yeah. price who are competing against all the other yeah. uh, states and then also competing against the central government. So that's why they yeah. say, well, at the end of the day, you're the central government. You're supposed to be taking care of us. Well, again, Wakajira and uh, Amosaba who agree with me. Uh, those uh, wars we are seeing, the uh, central government is not doing this, this. Musawa, mm. uh, you agree with me what we are seeing between the prime minister and the premiers, it's all cooperation as far as this thing is concerned. Uh, I probably, uh, I could be wrong. No, very well coordinated. Um, we, in fact, it's not that the provinces are doing things on their own. Yes, they are, but the government is, uh, the central government is also equally yes. involved, coordinating mm-hmm. the provinces, seeing where the needs are, responding to those needs. Uh, so I think uh, we, we, they're showing a lot of unity and, uh, and good coordination. And even yeah. from the medical perspective, uh, you have our uh, national public health uh, official who gives, uh, uh, you know, Canada-wide um, statements uh, on what's going on. And then you have provincial, uh, provincial ministers who are also giving a perspective of each province. But there's no conflict between the different arms. So that's, exactly. that's the beauty we've, we've, we've enjoyed saying, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, call, I call it no drama, no drama Canada. But I'm about to say, good morning. Good 
thing, uh, Roger, uh, some of us, no matter what you do, uh, United States rock, you know, and uh, driving, Canada, uh, uh, driving in uh, uh, a truck into Canada and United States, don't get me wrong, Canada is a, is a good country, but I'd rather be in the United States. And uh, when I came to America, the first thing that blew me out of the United States is uh, they sent me a letter to join the United States Army. As a Zambian, man. Why didn't you join now? And uh, I don't know if you do that in Canada. You know? <laughs> and then uh, we have, uh, we have uh, uh, a National Guard. So things, United things, the way they do things, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It blows your mind, you know. But what, what, let, let me ask you specific questions, Vayama. Let me ask you specific questions. What would you say with whatever is happening between the state, um, uh, states and the, the mm-hmm. central uh, government, uh, the, the, those, mm-hmm. those conflicts? Uh, how, how do you uh, square square that with the, 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 the greatness of uh, America? Yeah, well, so someone alluded to it. It's, a, it's election time, and uh, sometimes the president doesn't understand the, the state rights, and the state rights will put him straight, you know, and uh, um, the system was built on, on that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, check, checks and balances. And, uh, you know, where, you know, sometimes somebody will try to get away with something and bring him back, uh, you know, even this... Uh, what this, would uh, you say, we are now approaching 40,000 Americans dead for the greatest uh, nation on, on Earth. 40,000. Mm-hmm. We're just approaching that number. It's not going to be, um, like, there. It's going. Mm-hmm. 40,000 uh, are dead. And mm. then you compare with the, where it came from, Chinese, who are, mm. I don't know, four or five times the population of America, and somehow they got it uh, under control. And uh, Not that I'm a cheerleader of China, but I'm just saying, mm. is mm-hmm. the greatness of America being put uh, under test? Anyway, Dr. Patrick, mm-hmm. good morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, Ryama, hold on, hold on. Let me say hello to everyone. Let me ask hold on, you, 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 pose, you pose a very good question. Let me answer before I forget it. Let me answer it. Um, just like we said, uh, checks and balances, you never know when you're going to have a level-headed person and when you're going to have uh, somebody like uh, that's, the that's, president. That's a good answer. That's, that's a good uh, answer. Let's move on. 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 Let's move on.
you are you multiple people roger if we come to your house from different peoples we don't know how to turn down the stove we don't know how to turn the electricity and we don't know how to flush the toilet you know and then uh, at the end of the day roger you come out on top that takes leadership roger you know i i hand okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. Dr. Bazzi, good morning. Moisalini, Nduma and Nkasi. Yes, Nduma and Nkasi. No, we agree well. As the Zambians would say, they would say no first, then I agree with you. Excellent. <laughs> oh, goodness. How is uh, the situation in uh, North Carolina, Dr. Patrick? How is uh, the reporting? How is um, everything going as far as the COVID-19, COVID-19 is concerned? Uh, we're making it a great deal of people are being mindful of the face mask and distancing, mm-hmm. as well as in the stores. They have little markers indicating how far back you should stand and yeah. Well, you should walk down and walk up. So, so we're we're hanging in there. Mm. Yeah, my local store um, in Calgary, where I buy a bread, had uh, one case. And they say, so they had to close it for two days, cleaning and stuff. So when I went back yesterday to get uh, bread, uh, I, I, I last time I was literally running just to get, <laughs> wondering whether <laughs> ah, this thing. <laughs> Confusing, it's, it's really confusing us. Yeah, I got bread, brought hey, it home. It just, Roger, it, it, Roger, it just means we have to go to old school. We bake our own bread. I like that. I really, really like that. So I, I got my my flour a long time because that's when we started stocking up. Uh, I, I think that's where we are we, we are going. But when I bring that bread, Dr. Patrick, in the house, I tell my wife before she can uh, open it, can you please wipe, wipe the, and she thinks I'm yeah, going to Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wipe the plastic. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Indiana, uh, Noah, good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, everyone. Indiana is nice and sunny so far. Yeah, so says uh, Kelvin. He reported about uh, uh, the, the weather there. Yeah, on the bottom of the hour, we are going to be talking to uh, a young man in Indola. Is listening right now, Anton Wadia, a UPND MP aspiring candidate. We are going to be talking about uh, youth unemployment in his uh, constituency. Uh, what does he plan? Uh, how, or how does he plan to do that if your PND ever came into power? Or what is he doing right now? So that is uh, on the bottom of the hour. On top of the hour, however, we're going to go back to our series we started last week, Africa Helping Africa. Africa Helping Africa. And today we are going to look, Nathan, on some of the issues which Sengalumbu, I wanted even to ask him. Uh, how all these issues, say for instance, of tribalism, how are they uh, inhibiting growth for for Africa when uh, this group excludes the other group uh, from uh, participating in government? 
Uh, how bad is that? Uh, not for Zambia, but for the entire continent. You'll be surprised nothing to find out that it is a, uh, it is a big problem. Uh, this is to ethnic uh, uh, divisions in in Africa. Uh, some estimates say Musaba says it probably takes about five to seven percent of growth out of Africa because we uh, we take away potential, we take away. Um, um, I don't know what word I wanted to use. Uh, yeah, so that is on top of uh, the hour, uh, and then next week. We will conclude with the wider market, our 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 continent. Uh, we're still trading some 10, 15 percent amongst ourselves uh, in Africa. Uh, that is not uh, helpful. Uh, Post COVID-19, uh, I think Africans need to sign some very serious uh, executive orders just to open up the borders. Uh, everyone here knows uh, how much. I care about the Congo, Congo Zambia border. Why that border is still the way it is, I don't understand. So, how much time do I have? Uh, five minutes. Uh, who wants to go? What do you have on your mind? What do you have on your mind? Who wants to go? On your mind. Ma on your mind. Can, can yes, I, can go I ahead. say something? Yeah. Yes, um, go, go ahead, Dr. Kashira. This is uh, sort of a controversial issue that sort of hit yeah. the, the news waves, um, and that arose. Uh, it's about vaccines, uh, basically, and that. Oh, I like that. You're bringing it up. I the, like that. Go yeah, ahead. But, yes. By the two French uh, guys who were talking about uh, doing vaccines in Africa, but the way they described Africa uh, was derogatory, racist. And so there's been a backlash, and, and, and rightly so. And uh, of course, they had to swallow their words. But but what it has uh, stimulated is a larger discussion on uh, on vaccines and acceptability <laughs> of vaccines. Uh, when you look at our present situation with the COVID-19, um, uh, there's a lot of research going on about uh, possible medication that can help antivirals and other investigations on other things like malaria and chloroquine, etc. But the key one is the vaccine against this virus. That is, if we found that vaccine, uh, that could be a game changer in, in going forward and at least resuming back to our normal lives. Because uh, lockdowns, social distancing and all that, yes, they'll always be there when need arises, but they're not an end or a solution in, them, in themselves. All they're doing is slowing down the infection rate so that uh, we flatten the curve and not overwhelm our healthcare system, as well as protect those who are vulnerable. But other than that, this thing it has the potential of just continuing to infect, infect, infect. I mean, um, five, five billion people, We've only touched a tiny percentage of people who are infected. There's still, um, because we, we have no inbuilt immunity against this virus. So we are all sort of virgin, starting off from the beginning. So vaccine is the answer. And I think it will be important for us, well, maybe a little bit more enlightened, to, to try and change that, that attitude. It's a long topic. I know there are conspiracy theories. There are definite, genuine concerns which I appreciate, but uh, 
And, and I think uh, touching to your point about what can Africa do uh, for itself, on my Facebook page, I posted um, uh, an, a, a, an issue on uh, genes, uh, genomic sequencing of the virus of COV-2 uh, COV, uh, and uh, how out of 7,700 uh, labs um, or, or sequences that have been done so far, only 90 um, have come out of Africa. Um, the rest are from the, around the world. So we're contributing very little knowledge to the gen, uh, genetic sequence of the virus. So it's, it's important that we start doing these things ourselves, and that will mm. probably bring confidence we, to we our have people to know that our sons are not? the one. Pardon? Do we have What's any that? contribution uh, from Zambia uh, contributing to that uh, sequencing? One, one, uh, one. I think one, one, one particular sequence probably from Zambia, but mm. sort of a drop in the ocean. Um, yeah. But part of it is that we've, we've diverted the resources from that type of scientific work to testing because it's the same labs, like the one at UTH, the virology lab, that can mm-hmm. have the capacity to do that. The Japanese sponsored that years ago in the 80s. And it has yeah. capacity, but it's now being used for, for testing. Anyway, those, those are my thoughts around that. Yeah, yeah. Our, our guest is uh, in, but I want, just want to follow up very, very quickly, uh, Dr. Kajira. You have brought this issue of vaccine. You've seen Musawa and I argue over and over. And uh, yeah. one of um, the reasons I'm so scared when uh, one time I asked on Facebook, will you... Uh, be vaccinated if uh, the Gates Foundation are also involved in the development mm-hmm. of uh, this vaccine. Yes. If they came, the first one, the first ones with a vaccine, will you uh, take the vaccine? And there were a lot of hell no, hell no, hell no. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that, kind of messaging, that kind of messaging. Uh, Dr. Kajira, I find it very uh, dangerous if our people start to see um, what will come from uh, that vaccine as some want to say it's demonic, they want to change us into robots, they want to do this and and, and this. Probably, no, I'll allow you, I think when we go on top of the hour, Africa helping Africa, I like uh, that, but I never knew we even had uh, some sequencing labs uh, go, going on. Uh, so when we go on top of the hour, we will revisit, I think, this, this question. So Musawa can also defend um, his uh, bashing of Bill Gates. I, I don't know where this man has got uh, this from, but I'll bring him on top of the hour also to do that. Uh, for now, let's cross over to Ndwala, I suppose. Uh, Anton Wadia is a aspiring candidate for the United National Independent, no, UPND. Let me not say National Independence Party in. Uh, Anthony, good <laughs> evening to you. Is it good afternoon? Uh, well, well, uh, how are you? Are you in Dola or you are in Lusaka? Uh, I am I am in Osaka at the moment. I'm also having to observe current uh, rules like everyone else. So, okay. 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 Okay.
So we are waiting for, for the COVID-19 storm to settle down, and then uh, we'll be able to travel back to uh, the Copper Belt and continue our mobilization activities in country constituencies. Are you saying um, uh, the movements, uh, say, by bus to the Copper Belt and uh, have been restricted? Uh, so uh, I think it's, 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 it's due diligence and uh, just uh, exercising good judgment because at the moment there is not uh, a really uh, clear sense of the extent of how much uh, the spread of COVID-19 has gone. Um, I think you understand that um, as a country we are not achieving anywhere near as much testing as we ought to be doing on a daily basis. So uh, much as everything is being done to ensure that we get to pace with the numbers, uh, there is a sense that uh, we are still quite a long way off pace. So as a matter of yeah. exercising good judgment, we, we don't want to go, you know, breaching boundaries and taking liberties with our travel movement because we don't quite know the extent of the risk at the moment. So we want to make sure that uh, the risk has substantially uh, reduced and that that confirmation has come through before we can begin to commit ourselves to traveling uh, long dis uh, distances. We think that it's the right decision to make. Without uh, a doubt. Um, for our discussion this yes. uh, morning, uh, you and I talked, uh, I really wanted us to talk about uh, probably we can connect if we want to, COVID-19, but I want to talk about about uh, the youth uh, in your <laughs> constituency, uh, the youth in constituency okay. in, in yeah. Kabush, Kabush, in Kabush. Mm -hmm. you, oh, you mm -hmm. say Kabush? Is that the way you say it, Kabush? Uh, yes. Oh, not Kabush. Ah, Kabush. Ah, Kabush. Oh. Kabush is in Sumi. Kabush is in Sumi. Did you know that? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a small goat, right? That's the meaning. Takabushi. Takabushi. Oh. Takabushi. 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 When you listen to uh, other people pronounce their places where they are, uh, like uh -huh. where it is, uh, we in the West we say it's Toronto. Uh, themselves they say Toronto, uh -huh. something very funny, Toronto or something like that. <laughs> What's funny about that D? There is a D or something, you know. I'm like these people. <laughs> so uh, the New Yorkers. Roger like like Chitwe, isn't it supposed to be Chitwe? Something like that. Yeah, So I think it's those language language semantics and and Yeah, because the the colonial masters couldn't say Chitwe. Chitwe, so they changed it, became Chitwe, and we all took it that way, something like that. Anyway, candidate is Kabushi. Kabushi, describe Kabushi for me. I'm not a million dollar guy, 
I'm a kid where a person okay. grew and so I'm either entering in Dola from Kitwe or from Lusaka. Uh, give me some sense yeah. of where Kabush is. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think let me uh, let me thank you for for having me on the uh, on this platform. I think it's been long long coming. Uh, we, we've always wanted to create an avenue of engagement uh, between uh, those of you, those of you in the diaspora, and people who care so much about this country and these people, uh, as well as the people themselves here. We think that it's important for us to to keep on engaging and continue building solutions for uh, for our country, our communities, and our people uh, in one accord. So, my daughter Asana, and uh, I'm very glad to um, to be with you on your platform. Now, uh, Kabushi, um, I think it's easier for me to, to describe it from uh, a population perspective. Um, mm-hmm. the, about, the population is about 100 and, 145,000. I think these are the latest statistics that, uh, that, uh, that I looked at. Uh, we have uh, 37% of that being made of uh, young people, just is slightly higher, about 2 percentage, uh, two percentage points higher than the, the national average, uh, are young people in Gaushi constituency. Um, I, I you, said you'll be, uh, you'll be you said what percent? You said what percent is young people, the youth? Oh, percent. Okay. So around about right. 51 to 52,000. Yeah. Uh, the sad thing is that the sad thing is that we are having to deal with uh, an unemployment rate of 23%, again much higher than the national average of 16 to 17%. Uh, we have nine wards in uh, in Kabushi, uh, as you might know. Yeah, uh, nine wards, and uh, the biggest of those, uh, I think, largely are Kabushi, Skyways, and also the water. Uh, in terms of uh, in terms of in terms of numbers, uh, it, 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 it's a well-defined uh, constituency. Uh, it, it, it's not it's not very big. The sad bit is that uh, just over time we haven't helped ourselves uh, enough to bring it up to pace and to the kind of standard that we all would have loved uh, to build it over so many years. So on that front, we've, we, we've let ourselves down, and this is why we are putting our front foot forward. And uh, we want to be, uh, uh, we want to sit on the table of leadership and lead the conversation of how we overturn the fortune okay, of I, 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 I want to go with you, Anthony, step by step. Uh, don't overload me yeah. with too much information. <laughs> step by step. <laughs> First, tell me where Kabushi is uh, in Indola. I enter Indola. Tell me where is Kabushi. Okay, so if you are coming from, um, uh, from Lusaka, Okay. Uh, the, the, the easiest, yeah, if you're coming from the Saka, uh, you are going to, uh, you remember what there used to be, uh, well, there, there still is in Beni Oil Petroleum, right? Yes, I remember that uh, one. That's so one I know. Yes. Yeah. So, so you drive you drive past that, okay? You drive past that, then on your right, you will see the old um, uh, minimax. Uh, at Mbeke, that's on your right. You drive yes. a few hundreds of meters past that. Then on your left, uh, there's, there's a new moor that we have built there. Okay? But immediately yeah. after that moor, you turn into that road. That is your initial boundary of Kabushi oh, constituency. Oh. 
Okay. 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 That yeah. is the initial boundary on going south. Uh, uh, I mean, going west uh, on township constituency. Then when you drive further down towards the Kafuvu River Bridge, before you get there, there's a turn on your on your left, and that third road from there all the way as though you are going to Twatia. That is your demarcation for Kawashi constituency until you go up the Cantalomba Hill uh, and around it. So it's a well-segmented uh, constituency. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's bordered, yeah, it's bordered by Ndola Central, Bonamkubo uh, on one hand, and uh, in Chifuku constituency as well. Okay, okay, Chifu was, you, you yeah. know, growing up um, back in the day, some of us who were born sometime uh, uh, way back there, uh, we lived in yeah. Kitwe. There was no need to travel to go anywhere. <laughs> we just, ah, yeah. it was so sad. Yeah, it was so sad. Josiah uh, <laughs> is here. Josiah, your mic is open. Uh, if you wanted to add anything uh, about Kabushi, please uh, feel free to, to come in any time. Uh, again, we are talking about uh, youth uh, and, and, and employment uh, in, uh, in, in in the constituents, uh, Mr. Yeah. Wada wants to, to be uh, M, to, to be MP. Uh, first and foremost, twenty three percent. Are you saying eighty percent, uh, close to eighty percent of the youth? Uh, in Kabushi are, are, are working. That, that is impressive, in my view. No, uh, no, because you have to look at the you have to look at the numbers in context. Uh, okay. The, the, the youth the youth population in Kabushi constituency is about, about thirty-seven percent. Yes. So really, that twenty-three percent is is, uh, is, 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 is is out of is, is out of that as a whole. So. So it's it's it, it's quite high when you look at it in uh, in, in in context. So it it really doesn't mean that over 80 percent or close to 80 are working. No 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 no. The 22 percent really is out of that 37 percent. So right. It's quite high. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking at yeah. some n numbers uh, in, in Nigeria, the youth there. We are talking about some serious 50 to 60 percent uh, unemployment. My feeling yeah. is uh, this should be across most of uh, most of uh, yeah. Africa. Uh, t tell us, yeah. uh, um, what you are planning to do uh, when you become a member of Parliament with uh, with uh, the youth. Uh, yeah. What is your engagement level right now with uh, yeah. uh, this 37%? Yeah. How many have you uh, reached? What is the plan? Uh, you are a young man. That's why we yeah. are celebrating you. Uh, you are going to yeah. change things. What is your level of engagement yeah. uh, with 37% uh, or is it the 5% of the 37? Yeah. So, so you, you have to remember that uh, we, we are born and bred in uh, in Kalshi constituency. Uh, I was raised in Lubuntu, so many of these people are, are our contemporaries. We either attended primary school together or attended junior high or senior high together. We either went to church and still go to church together. We either played in the streets together or you know traded in the streets together back in the days or watched it together. So these are our contemporaries, and we have a pretty sound and solid relationship 
uh, with, uh, with many of them across all the crucial contact points uh, in the constituents. So what we have done is we have, we have formed um, uh, uh, campaign uh, working groups across all the nine wards. And the people who are leading these working groups are the young people themselves. And these are people who are doing this all for nothing because they believe that we have built the right kind of message and agenda, not just for the young people in Jewish constituency, but for, for everybody else to tap into. So these are people who have voluntarily come on board and say they want to help. And the good thing is that these are not just people who are affiliated with the UPND. These are people, some of them have never voted before. They have never been engaged in politics before, but now they feel that the time is right and that we have presented something tangible and sensible and identifiably uh, 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 sort of uh, something that can, that they can tap into and be a part of. And this is why they have come forward. So we have working groups across all the nine wards, uh, made up of young people in Jewish constituents. And these are the ones who are uh, pushing the mobilization agenda if we are there or even not when we are there. So the campaigns are still ongoing. But what we want to do is we, we want, we've identified that the issue of unemployment, not just in country constituencies, but in several other constituencies across the country, uh, is hinged uh, on the issue of a lack of basic skills for our young people. We think that once our young people are given the requisite skills in craftsmanship and tradesmanship, they can have that and take that either into formal industry for employment purposes or go down the entrepreneurship route. It, it, we don't think that it is fair or sensible to ask young people to go down the path of entrepreneurship when we have not equipped them with the right kind of skill support. And this is why we are focusing on skills development. And, and one of the things that, uh, that we, we have done so far is that we have uh, engaged and still continue to engage uh, cooperating partners, both in the country and outside of the country. And there is uh, so far one international development uh, cooperation uh, uh, organization that has offered to provide totally cutting-edge staff and trade training for 15 young people in cultural constituents. Um, uh, in, in, in this training uh, uh, was scheduled to commence in, uh, in, in July. But we think that with the COVID issue that we're dealing with at the moment, that is going to be pushed forward maybe to August or September. But 15 out of the initial 75 places that are going to be taken on board are going to come from uh, country constituency. And, and we are pleased with that. Uh, we think that that is a good start. And we want to make sure that that happens on a yearly basis. But over and beyond that, what we want to do is we, we, we want to, uh, to deliver the right kind of reform insofar as uh, the management of CBS is concerned. Uh, this is something that has never been done before. So what we want to do is we want to request that a percentage of that amount, uh, most likely 10%, in any fiscal year has to be guaranteed to go towards skills development for young people. And what we want to do is that money has to be, set, uh, to be set aside and go into a, skill, a constituency skills development fund. 
for the youth in country constituency. Again, our plan is that this has to be managed on a non-partisan basis because everyone has to benefit. All that we're going to be looking at is someone talented enough and are they exhibiting the right kind of uh, commitment uh, to acquiring these, uh, these essential skills uh, to, you know, to push themselves, uh, themselves forward uh, and ahead. And, and, and the plan for this constituency skills development is that we want it to be managed by accredited and credible colleges. Uh, and and, and, and we're going to carry out an extensive assessment to make sure and ascertain that the college that we are going to, uh, you know, to, 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 you know, the colleges that we're going to say that they, they manage this fund uh, are able to deliver the right uh, kind of quality and standard of uh, trade and class training for, for, for our young people. And we want to use this model to, uh, to encourage um, uh, corporate players, uh, not just within the boundaries of, uh, uh, of, of, of Ndola as, as a district or as a city, but all across the country. We want to encourage them to put money into that pool to support uh, skills development for young people in country constituencies. We think that that is the future of attracting credible investment into a place like uh, Kavshi constituency, and in dollar in general, because one of the biggest costs that employers anywhere will have is the issue of it's difficult to find people who are adequately trained. So we think that once we focus on developing the right kind and quality and standard of skills in our young people, we think that that is going to go, um, uh, that is going to go a long way. So that, 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 that is important. Um, uh, so in terms of skill development, that's our primary area of focus. Uh, but the other things that we want to channel our energies towards is uh, improving, obviously, the, the, uh, the quality of education in our public schools. Uh, we want to rebuild uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, biology and chemistry labs. We think that I, that should be a training yeah. ground. To yeah, I, I mean... The, the areas I'm, I'm sure you you you, you appreciate <laughs> they, they, they they are many. Yeah. Uh, I, I will let Nathan first ask you a question, and I'll go back to our uh, engagement uh, right now because we want to see uh, before you come into power, uh, this man. This is what he's going to see. Uh, I want yeah. to go back to engagement. Uh, one of the um, uh, the words uh, as a, as a coming leader. Uh, and from our discussion today, when you go back, you put down your phone. Uh, I will encourage you, um, maybe these cooperating partners, I don't know how we can start, we can stop thinking about stuff like this. You know, I've heard about it. it in my view, it makes me feel like it, uh, it pushes us to continue being dependent on uh, mm. something which has failed us. If, if you know what I mean, uh, this cooperating yeah. mm. partner, mm. partners, it does not mm. uh, make us go dig deep into our own resources. Yeah. Uh, cooperating partners is huge in our mind. No, don't, 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 don't. don't. Uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you explain. But let Nathan come in. I'll let you uh, come in. Hello, Bagwalia. Nathan here. Hey, I'm going. What is your name, going? Well, is a very huge population. You are talking, that's a population of places like Monze, Petauke, Undazi, 
Uh, I'm not surprised because I've been to Lubuto. I know how big Lubuto is. You're talking about constituency yeah. skills development. Uh, when I have a picture, when I have a picture of Indola, and I hear a potential leader like a leader like yourself being over a population of 145,000, that's a city right there. That's a town on its own. So let me ask you this. You've mentioned, you've talked about the constituency skills development. That area, Palapa Trade Fair area, Palia, the Indola is then, it, it used to be, I don't know whether it still is the industrial hub. Yeah. You've grown up in Indora. If I mention some things, you relate. Sandvik, Colgate, Dunlop, that place. What what do you what do you envision? What is your plan to bring back industry to that place? Is that Kavushi that area? No, no, it's it, it, it's not. It's much more uh, around Kwarankubwa, but because of the proximity to Kawashi, all the constituencies up into that industrial complex. So mm -hmm. that's a very valid question because we've actually thought about that. Okay, because that's key to to for you to be able to succeed with the constituency skills development. The industry has to come back to life, by about what? That's true. That's true. And, and, and that's a good point that you raised. Because, look, industries follow skills. Um, uh, you can imagine a company like, uh, like Dunlop, for example, uh -huh. uh, which currently uh, is, is based in, uh, in, in Zimbabwe, I understand. For them to have to come back, they would probably have to import certain skills. Basic skills, they would have to import them, craft and trade skills, because such kind of skills, are not readily available within the boundaries of the place where the industrial complex is located. So we think that it is of such paramount importance that we channel our energies towards rebuilding the capacity for our constituency to deliver supreme skills in the area of craft and trade. So that the moment we start asking the government of the UPND once it forms government to say, can you deliver the right kind of tax incentives and other business environment and, and business development incentives for businesses like Dunlop and Reckitt and Coleman to come back to the old industrial complex, there should uh -huh. not be a shortage of skills within the uh, uh, you know the area where the industrial complex is located. And we think that the constituency can be a hub of uh, skills uh, in the supply for an industrial complex like that. And we, we think that as long as we don't build capacity for skills in communities and constituencies like Kabushi, and of course, Kwanamkubo and several others around that industrial complex, it will always become difficult. We'll find ourselves, I think, in the position where the mines have found themselves, for example, where excuses are being made that, you know, People have to come from other countries to come and do the jobs that Zandan say they can do. But again, they're being sidelined on the basis that the skills are not up to scratch and standard. So we want to build the right kind of skills. And we think that once we have built up that skill set to a certain level, then it will absolutely make sense for us to begin advocating that the industrial complex comes back because we'll be able to back that up 
with the availability of that industrial complex. If we have to be proactive, Anton, they have to be proactive, yeah, like yeah. right now, yeah. um, in yeah. a very short uh, one or two, one, two, three uh, items, what are you working on with uh, the youth right now? Uh, which, you know, okay. you, you were using some Bemba here uh, when you came. In Bemba, okay. the Bemba Kopara, okay. we, we learned the Bemba Kopara, they say, <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, yes. What are some of the things uh, are you engaging the youth about? You know, that enthusiasm, you, you are engaging them. Ah, this province, this, this, this uh, constituency will be the greatest. And then I will allow you just, uh, to, to come in very quickly. Uh, so uh, our focus at the moment, uh, like I mentioned, we wanted to start with the issue of uh, wanted to start with the issue of uh, skill development, which we have started. Okay. Uh, but the I other thing that we have, uh, have you started that one? Yeah, yeah. This one, we, yeah. This one we, we we have started, and this is the one that I was just talking about because it was due to start in July, but because of the COVID crisis. It's probably going to be pushed to August or September, but this one is absolutely guaranteed. It is starting. Uh, that's, uh, that's number one. Uh, but the, the other program that we are doing, uh, I think I may have shared this with you, is that we, 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 want, to, we want to capture the bracket of, of young voters who are currently in high school, grade 11, grade 12. And the way we are doing that at the moment is that for the girls, for example, um, uh, we, we, we are running um, uh, a campaign to, uh, to distribute uh, free sanitary pads for them. The basis oh, for good. that is that we... we that's we, good. Who, who yeah, makes we, we know those sanitary pads, uh, uh, Anton? Who makes them? Uh, no, at the moment, yeah, so at the moment, we are just, we are, we are just buying off the shelf. The, the, okay. the idea is that we want to we want to keep our girls as much as possible in school because many of them are yeah. missing class because they yes, are exactly. not able to buy or afford the cost yeah. of of, of sanitary. You, you know what I will tell uh, you is um, yeah. uh, we we can go further, uh, Anton. We can go further. I want us to change ideas here. We can go further where we uh, get uh, say machine from. Uh, uh, China, you, you know, we can do a campaign. There, there are a lot of people here uh, who, who, who can come through. Uh, small machine, we start um, manufacturing our, our own, because that one is a huge, huge issue of sanitary uh, pads and, and kids yeah, and, uh, missing and, school. And, and, I was just, yeah. and I was just about and I was just about to get to that, because that is the, that is the start of it. Because in the yeah. long term, the plan is such that um, number one, before we can get to uh, the stage where we can bring the manufacturing of those things into this country and stationed in a place like Kaush constituency and perhaps the industrial complex uh, uh, near trade fair grounds, uh, because that, that, that is the plan. What we wanted to do is that in the interim, and whilst we are negotiating for that, we wanted to, to lobby national governments, at least to reduce the amount of import duty as well as uh, the consumption taxes on these things, at the, on these products at the point of sale so that they are cheaper to buy uh, for our girls than our women. 
We think that that could help them. But of course, in the, in the long run, you are absolutely right. The plan and the agenda is that we have to bring the manufacturing of crucial uh, 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 products like sanitary wear for women and girls into this country, and specifically in Kabushi constituency, using that industrial complex around the church yeah. ground. So that is a good point. Right if, if you did that, uh, imagine maybe you can satisfy your own local demand and you start to export to other constituencies and other districts that is creating employment right there. I will allow Chasaya to, yeah. to come in and uh, I had a question for you, but I don't know if we want to talk about the mines. That is all different ballgame. <laughs> hey, Chasaya, please go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Anthony. This is Chasaya Sachin, Mine Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. How are you? Sir, how are you? Excellent, thank you. It's nice to hear from you. Yeah, so my question is, um, Kabushi, uh, I'm a product of Kabushi, and I've seen MPs um, have had a relationship with some of them, are friends, others are colleagues. Um, my question is, what makes you suitable for this role, or what made you think you are suitable to take on the reins of that constituency? It's a big one, so many challenges, and I know you've mentioned you have a heart for, for the youth, but the other aspect, too, is you haven't, I haven't heard you mention about the current business people or women. What do you have? So two things. How does your background prepare you to aspire for that role? Two, what do you have from the everyday man, a family man like me running a home, a family, a mother you know, at the market? What do you have for, for us? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much. If you can present uh, your answer, uh, because uh, we've run out of time, yeah. uh, that way you can take another question. <laughs> can I can I respond to this one? Yeah, please I, go ahead. I wait for another one. Okay, uh, no, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Uh, so, okay, so so look, uh, and and that's a very uh, it's a very set of important questions that. Um, uh, uh, raises. And, and he has a point. Uh, look, having been um, been brought up in uh, in the water, um, I'm one person who who saw my uh, my mother uh, trade uh, in the market. Uh, that's how she raised money to make sure that we went to school. We attended public schools. We went to local clinics when we were unwell and things of that sort. So. I've always understood the importance, number one, of supporting the efforts of uh, the women in the constituency and doing them as a basis for sustaining the, uh, the household economy and also the local economy across the constituency. That's number one. But I've also learned to appreciate the importance of investing, um, uh, uh, investing in, in, in issues of uh, uh, quality public uh, education, quality uh, uh, public health care systems. And, and, and this is why I think what Yasaa knows, at um, uh, the moment, with the assistance of people like yourself, uh, we are due to deliver some crucial frontline um, uh, clinical equipment to one of our, one of our clinics in Kavish constituency because we, we are passionate about the quality of public health care and we want to improve that for ordinary men and women, the youth and children 
in Gaucho constituency. And we want to do the same for public education. The issue around women is very important, and this is why, for me, I think we need to institutionalize the assistance that we deliver to our women and local businesses uh, at constituency level. So for women specifically, up for, 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 for youth, uh, we will be proposing that a section of um, uh, the uh, constituency development fund pool especially allocated to women empowerment programs. Now, this is not going to be done in a vacuum because what we want to do is we, we want to build linkages uh, to the business uh, community within the precincts of not just Kabushi, but also in Dollar, so that we can import the right kind of business uh, development skills for our men and also for our women, but also ensure that we have a ready port of funding every year to go towards business development and empowerment. There are a lot of businesses and also for, for, for women's programs. We want to anchor that on, uh, on CDF. And, and I think that uh, that should go towards answering the other question that was raised uh, relating to, uh, uh, to us uh, anchoring development and assistance uh, on uh, foreign agencies. And I think that's... And I think that's a temporal, that's a temporal measure because in the long term, we have to strengthen the, uh, uh, the institutional capacity and ability uh, for, for mechanisms like CDF to be able to deliver credible assistance to our people at constituency level without us having to, you know, to look elsewhere. But we think that it, it, it's a useful uh, uh, assistance avenue uh, looking to our development partners, if we can build credible projects and then just say, look, looking for a bit of assistance, we have something to go into the sport, can we get a bit of assistance to push us over the line? We think that that would be absolutely great. So we are thinking about the local business, um, and, uh, the local businessmen uh, and the women, and what we are saying is we want to institutionalize assistance that is going to go towards our women and our local businesses. Uh, but also that uh, will be focusing uh, uh, principally, but not uh, not not uh, not only on 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 improving public healthcare and public education and things of that sort. So we want to make sure that all areas are covered, uh, and, and and we want to be we want to be sensible about this. We don't want to make uh, promises that we won't be able to fulfil. Okay. Um, I invited yeah. you, uh, Anthony, so that you stay with us as we uh, start our yeah. next uh, uh, discussion. Uh, we yeah. are going to. Be, I'll, I'll probably make yours as well, uh, like a series. Uh, we address Josiah's uh, um, uh, question, uh, say for the general public, yeah. for the women. Uh, for all other groups, 30 minutes, uh, as you can see, yes. is not. Uh, yeah. And you speak long, eh? Politician <laughs> man, you, you, you need to give up the bumper. It's already a politician. It's six. You know what? So today, in my view, uh, Anthony, today what have uh, come up from our discussion is what you are doing with uh, the girls. Uh, with with, with the girls. Uh, that one uh, mm. probably I can find people uh, you can partner you can partner with. Uh, it shouldn't mm. be like a long, long, long term 
uh, projects to start mm -hmm. doing that, and you, you know we can start doing now, and you'll be well known yeah, in that day because you start telling you. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm in touch with you. Don't, don't worry. Don't don't worry. I'm in touch yeah. with you. It, it, yeah, you it, and I are going it, to be it, uh, discussing. Thought out and and it's on paper, so I can tell it to me so that you can you, you can have a real good sense of what we're trying to do. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But stay with us. Yeah. Uh, because uh, as the uh, ideas here are flowing, we would like people like you who yeah. is the a candidate to be MP one day to carry some of these ideas yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, home, and once he, yeah. He, yeah. as we go, you'll be you'll be chiming in. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we are continuing, yeah. uh, gentlemen who are here on the call, Mr. Alan in Florida, Vamuisho uh, in Washington D.C., Big Cave in Indiana, Musava. Dr. Kajira, what is the way? Who is here? Dr. Patrick, Brother Noah, Wajasaya, and uh, Mr. Anthony. And then we have uh, Nathan in Dallas, Texas. Africa, helping Africa. If you remember last week, we started a series. Uh, we are looking at all these Western uh, uh, powers uh, come up with uh, checks, the writing checks. Money is just flowing from nowhere. Boom, boom, boom. There is money. Uh, they are paying those who are laid off. They are being paid. In Zambia, Kabushi, they actually tell you to stay home. You have no one to, to help you to help you out. So we said to ourselves, who is going to help the African? And last week, we, we started a discussion. It is only an African who help an African. We want to start putting some, uh, some meat, Musawa to what we started last week, how Africa, some of the things Africa needs to do. So I have some clips, as always, not as always, it's not an easy thing to do, uh, three clips, which after we, we hear it, uh, we are going to do uh, a, a discussion. Uh, one of the development ideas from this guy from Togo, he talks about... Uh, if Africa is going to uh, progress, it has to uh, take cultural considerations. And we are going to do a small brainstorm here, uh, cultural uh, consideration. But let's listen to what he says, and then we'll go into some, some discussion. Here he is, uh, Oko, Oko from Togo. Often we don't think about culture when we're trying to create an economic opportunity for people. And I'll give you an example. In the 70s, my village named Kambole, the Germans came and they said, well, we think you people are hungry. We're going to plant lots of corn, bring lots of machinery and fertilizer. But what was not taken into consideration, and this is a good intention, it's a good thing to say, let's feed human, nothing wrong with it. But what should be taken into consideration is what are the traditional skills that these people have? Because we know German or Germany people would not move to Togo, they can go home one day. So what do, what do we have if Germans were to go back that we can still feed ourselves? And what we had was corn, excuse me, those yams, not corn, and we have sorghum, not corn. And the Germans did, they thousands of acres, cleared the land, and plant corn. 
by the 80s, structural adjustment came about. So the Germans went home and the land, those vast lands, is left. So what I'm trying to say is that we must have the skills and traditional knowledge that apply to our own society, not an imported knowledge. So read the, the way here. Um, one of the uh, things which are inhibiting our, our devel development uh, in, in, in Africa. Um, I don't know. You heard that, you, you that comment from this guy. Uh, we, yeah. we, we have, I was looking at different maps, uh, Nathan. Uh, I don't know if it is your dad or your, or your mom comes from Luapula. Uh, it is fishing there, the Musawa's people. It is, uh, it is fishing. You tell them to cultivate their land, uh, zero. So, like I said, so, talk, talk no, about that, our cultural consideration, how they have been helpful uh, into our development, or they have hindered our development. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to contribute to the motion, uh, the subject matter. Uh, invites us to look at our culture. Uh, first of all, uh, one of the good scholars that have helped us also understand the, the cultural distinctions of African community is, um, is a region from Harvard, uh, Dr. Ali Mazurai. I think uh, those of us who were growing up in, on the Copper Belt in Zambia in the 90s, <laughs> we, we remember yeah. a guy on, um, uh, on TV who had uh, the program the called the, Africa, the Africans, yes. So uh, uh, one of the, the biggest statements I remember from him uh, is the statement that the Africans are a triple heritage. So a heritage that impacts our culture, it means that we have influences from our local traditions, indigenous African societies and our tribal leanings. There are those, uh, 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 for lack of a better word, uh, our rural village ideas based on the concept of our heritage. That's one influence. The other influence is church, the impact of the missionaries uh, on uh, our worldview, because the missionaries also over the last several hundreds of years, they have tugged us a little bit away from those traditional values to think in terms of uh, the, the, the different concepts of religion, whether that is Islam or is uh, Christian. And um, uh, that is one. And the, the, the other one, is the impact of modernity. Modernity comes with the, uh, the, the, the colonization and, you know, westernization of African society. So uh, there are certain things that are not even part of religion, but they are part of the attempt to modernize. So uh, we, we are caught in this intersection state of trip, a triple heritage, that triangle, so that if we are to evaluate development from the perspective of culture, we are a very unique port uh, because we are the only group that has influences from those three different groups. Other, other um, uh, civilizations or cultures cannot claim that. Uh, but in that also lies the opportunity in that uh, we can draw upon the wisdom of all those three facets to develop our indigenous strategies that can help ourselves in our own locality. Let me give a practical example. When I, was, uh, when I started primary school in Sanfia, we learned from school that Akachila Kambushi, Kasengula Pokekele. 
<laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So and then, uh, you know, um, we even used to sing a song, I think, to that effect. So, uh, so, 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 even from the perspective of our culture, uh, development is not a concept we go to buy from Washington. Uh, or a better life is not something we go to buy from, from Beijing. A better life is something that must stem from our own surrounding. Uh, so the critical questions we have to ask ourselves is, what do we have? What do we need? How can we get the things we need? And that's why last week we started from the perspective of food. If you go yeah. into our indigenous African culture, Roger, you will find that our families used to feed ourselves before modernization. We were subsistence growers, mm. and we were also hunter-gatherers. So what can we mm. learn from subsistence hunter-gatherer principles and translate those into the post-modernity and post-modern global economic structure that we have today. So uh, today's government in Africa, or probably the center poles of power, requires a lot of deliberate thinking and research to come up with practical solutions at a lower level. But the impact of culture is rich because we can borrow on our traditions, we can borrow on our church heritage, and we can borrow something from the modernity and post-modern arrangement that we have in the global economy. Okay, um. as always, well outlined, uh, well outlined. Um, I, mm. I kept wondering, uh, I don't know, Vachari, Vosava, can you throw in here, uh, whether our culture has been uh, helpful, uh, like Vakas also has said here, uh, has been helpful uh, to us. Um, can I step in a little bit? Go, go ahead, Rakashira. Go ahead. Yeah, Whoever so has understood my angle, yeah. which I'm failing to explain yeah. here. Go ahead, Rakashira. really uh, broke it down very well in a sociological way, very um, academic way of looking at things. But looking at that clip, uh, what's a Togo guy? Uh, clearly, it sounds like he, he lives uh, somewhere in Europe or somewhere. But uh, what, what he was highlighting was how a solution found or proposed by foreigners and mm. it's once the foreigners are there that solution seems to kick start but the moment either there's withdrawal or funding or whatever it is it dies it collapses why do we allow that and, and i think we've always said that um africa needs african solutions we need that adaptability yeah. to pick up modern ideas and infuse those modern ideas into our culture but with the ultimate aim of productivity so I think uh, we, we need to start um, deliberately I think governments, African governments need to deliberately focus like laser focus on trying to bring those modern developments and adapt them to our individual circumstances, but with the ultimate aim of increasing productivity, because it's increasing productivity that will lead to uh, betterment of, of our standard of living. Uh, the subsistence mm. lifestyle, where we cook, uh, we, uh, you know, we grow yam here, mm. 
bit of beans and that's fine that maybe you survive but you survive in the village setting no progress 20 30 years you eating the same food that's fine you survive but if we're thinking of africa starting to compete with the outside world in technology in science then we need that next step of our own intelligentsia think tanks to devise ways of saying look in Kawushi, there's this problem. How do we find a homegrown solution? Like what Anthony was saying, you know, skills uh, development and all that. But often there's a lack of funding and uh, money seems to always play a role. Um, and sometimes people have brilliant ideas, but they're stifled by the harsh environment around them. The lack of support from uh, local governments and so on and so forth. So we need a, to sort of um, zone in and zero in on Africa helping Africa itself and forgetting about always looking to the west or east to come and do it. And I think for Zambia, as I wind up, we are actually setting a wrong precedent. This idea of China, this Chinese are building this, Chinese, we are actually going backwards instead of going forward. I like that. Our governments would have been insisting that you are bringing your engineer. We insist that we'll have a Zambian engineer working side by side by this, with this Chinese guy who we'll find modalities to make sure it works. But we want by the third year, the Zambian guy takes over. That is the only way we'll do it. So African mm. solutions by tapping on the West, East, whatever, but empowering our people. That's where we're missing it. I like that. Roger. Uh, your phone is uh, everywhere. We can't even bear here what you have to say. Oh, is this better? Yeah, even that. It, is, it has got waves. It is speaking in waves. Okay, you fix his phone. Hey, Brother Alan, uh, please uh, go ahead. Uh, I mean, this is where the problem is. Uh, Africa, helping Africa, and yet to this day, 55 years of independence, if it is Zambia, uh, everything it is looking somewhere, somewhere else. Somewhere else has no time for us. Go ahead, Brother Chad. Brother Alan, Charlie, did you want to say something? Or I move on?
Because if we are going to keep on looking for someone to give us the technology that we don't have, what are we doing with what we already have? That's okay. Uh, very quickly, that's a question. Very quickly, Musa is a here. Let's hear what Musa has to to say, and then we we'll go to the next next clip. Musa, uh, very very quickly, please respond to uh, to that. Uh, can't we be running our minds uh, when your capitalist friends uh, insist on bringing their own uh, people to run the mines? I mean, you. Thank you again for the point. You're asking the wrong question, and that's what scares people with capitalism. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have a sister who got educated in the Far East, right? Probably the first Zambian to to go to South Korea through the United Nations and came back and insisted to Dr. Kaunda that Zambia opens embassy with Korea, right? The capitalism she learned is Japanese and Korean, and she had a lot of influence on me. However, when we try to bring up capitalism, the Zambians just jump to the Republicans, right? And, and that's the wrong way to look at it. When you talk of capitalism, you are not talking about foreign capitalists. We have to have... Not to cut you has brought a question of we running our, um, That's where our I'm going. own minds. That's where yeah. I'm going. Uh, yeah. so, okay, okay, let me finish. Let me, let me uh -huh. go quickly. Now, the, the idea is that we have to be able to raise our own capital, right? And when we are talking okay. about, say, the, 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 when you say, like, foreigners come with their own equipment, the, sure. the way it works is that, Every country wants to create employment where they come from. And that's why I disagree when people say we depend on foreign aid. We don't depend on foreign aid. What happens is that when the Germans want to create employment in Germany, they would say we are going to manufacture equipment in Germany, our people will be working. And then we are going to find an African country, and we tell them this is aid. Right? If they can use this equipment to grow corn, They'll be happy that we have given them aid. However, they'll pay for it eventually, and our people are creating this machinery, and they are employed, and that's how it works. And you cannot say no to suggestions like that, and it keeps happening over and over and over. So when it comes to the mines, it's the same thing. Yes, Zambia had uh, uh, Zambians running mines, but they were state-owned. And the government was swallowing up all the money without reinvesting mm. into the mines. Mm. And that's why the mines collapsed. You see? And when you kicked out the, the, the foreign owners instead of having, which I think Nathan mentioned, is it last week or a week before, about how we had a very balanced foreign indigenous ownership, the mines were running fine until we took everything. You know? Mm. Roger. Mm. Uh, Africa feeding itself. Uh, Kelvin, take up the, the next question uh, because time is gone, and I've got yeah. one, two more questions. Take up the, the, the next question uh, about uh, Africa and its uh, tribal tribal issues. How it is uh, inhibiting development. If we are to feed ourselves, these are some of the issues we have to tackle. Listen to this. The ethnic unity is critical. Right now, the way it is that we look at our ethnic differences as a division. 
And what we need to do is look at our ethnic differences as a combined force. We look in, in central Togo, for instance. Togo has more than 42 different ethnic groups. And each of those ethnic groups have specific skills and knowledge. And within the central Togo, we have the Fulani ethnic group that are the best in making shea butter. And we have the Kutukuli are the best in making black soap. So what I'm trying to say is that if we combine those two, we see that at any given time, we can play a role in the global market. If the black soap is not the best thing to sell in the market, we know that shea butter may be. But the other part of this, and the reason why I say I'm talking to Africans, is that when you have one ethnic group that rules our society and deny the economic opportunities to others, we never get out of poverty, because you can't have one ethnic group have everything and the rest of us be poor. So if we accept each other, then we can see that we can rise together. Go ahead, uh, Kelvin. How uh, do we uh, move and, uh, uh, together? Um, we, we, we have this problem in Zambia, where we, yeah. uh, uh, the Tongas are demonized, and yet they are powerhouse of, of animals. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer uh, what the guy is explaining. Uh, th there's power in unity. Uh, we have to look at each other as Zambians, first of all, and identify each of our skill sets. Now, once we identify each of our skill sets, we have to apply those skills and those individuals in the right places. If we have uh, civil engineers, highly skilled, they must be practicing civil engineering. Uh, I say this because I have uh, friends that are engineers, but uh, they are working as customs officers with the ZRA. So that right there, you're taking away that necessary skill uh, from that sector. Uh, we, we must work together as, as a nation. Uh, if you remember at 1964, the one Zambia One Nation motto is what united us. But today, it has just remained in rhetoric. It's just words. Right? You can't say one Zambia, one nation, and look down upon a person of another tribe. Right? Once we start focusing on the right things, uh, we'll be able to codify, unify, and, and push the country forward. Uh, but before I go, Roger, uh, with, with all due respect, uh, Musaba, I heard your contribution, but I think that's where the problem is. A simple question, you started providing historical co context. No, we don't need history lessons here. We need solutions. What can we do as a country to move forward, providing lessons for now? Let's not look at uh, what Germany has done. To hell with Germany, sorry for the French. To hell with Germany. Let's look at what, what can Zambia do, given its resource base, given its population, uh, given its uh, you know, uh, population composition, given its skill levels, given its education levels. What can we do? One of the things uh, I was going to tell uh, the, the, the aspiring candidate is that in his constituency, he needs to look at the composition of his constituency. Who is working? Who is not working? Do, do, do these people have business skills? Uh, is, is trade school the only solution, right? You can give people trade skills, but if there are no industries, right, those skills are just as good as dead, right? So we have to start uh, working on the basis of metrics, right? Uh, well, once you identify uh, entrepreneurial youth, right, find the money. Find the money, get these youth to go through maybe a six-month course. That will teach them the basics, 
of finance, of accounting, of business, or maybe economics, right? Forget about the geographies, histories, whatever, right? This is a core group. Once they go through that six-month training, certified uh, by actually engaging business executives, we have very strong retired business executives in Zambia today who can become mentors of these youth groups. Once they are satisfied, these people should be linked with, uh, you know, uh, certain banks. And they are mentored right through, you know, a deposit, uh, withdrawing that money, investing in the business, every step of the way. This money is not going to be free money. This is going to be very low interest money, 2-3%, right? When they are paying back this interest, it's going into a bucket, helping another stream of youth. To me, to me, that, to me, that is something that is going to help the country move forward and reduce on unemployment. Thank you. Okay, Roger, here, can I say here is writing, and I'll give him opportunity to, uh, to, to, to address that. I don't want to go back to, to, to that question. Uh, Dr. Patrick, uh, you, you, you are the, uh, uh, the, the one with our tribe here, without our uh, coming from this tribe, coming from there. Um, what, what, what do you say about... Uh, I, I'm not sure... Um, how well you know this problem of division uh, in Africa as far as uh, tribes uh, is, uh, is concerned. Uh, what do you say to, to that point? How, how do we come together? Um, I was reading somewhere where they said up to 5 to 7% of growth is taken away because we have wrong people in government and we deny those who could be there because uh, they are affiliated to a wrong, a wrong tribe. Uh, how, how do we come, Dr. Patrick, how do we come uh, together for the common good? The way we can come together is not as my, my esteemed brother had suggested a few minutes ago, is to remember our history. Remember what Santiana said, those who forget their history are doomed to repeat it. We must yeah. look back into history and find out when and why our people were divided. And they mm. were divided to cause um, internal conflict so that one quote-unquote tribe goes like against that. another tribe for the benefit mm. of the Europeans. So we, we have to um, look at our history and from our history, <clears throat> from our history, we move fast forward to the present time. Uh, we don't speak and address history in terms of it being a monolithic block in which one look at it as something to be learned from as something in the past. What we should do is look at history as something that we can learn from and moving us to the future. Learn from your history as to what to do and what not to do. I think um, with the division of our people, not only in Zambia, but here in the United States and globally, is to recognize, which we're doing with respect to the 
diaspora recognize that we are one. And being that we are one, we can work together. If we do not recognize that and realize that we are separate and apart, excuse me, we will never we will never be a a, a neo people or people that are moving forward. It is it is important it is important important today to not only look at the diaspora but look at our brothers and sisters living in the uh, 50 plus countries in Africa and looking at our brothers and sisters throughout the global community as a movement. And if you look at it as a movement, they call, they used to call it pan-Africanism. But if we look at it as a movement, it would be very difficult to, to cast dispersions on a group of people. This is what happened with respect to China. At one time, China was looked upon as being uh, weak and non-thinking and working-class people below the level of poverty until until China became a national country, a country with uh, resources a country where they could not only make money, but they can also loan money. Now no one talks about China as being a lowly people. They talk about China as being a great people. That's because of their economic power. Now if we move our people in the same direction, look at our people as one people, as opposed to just one country, Nigeria, or one country, Zambia, or one country, uh, South Africa, we will be able to dictate our own terms. The only way we can dictate our own terms is if we dictate with one voice. And in the best way or one of the ways we can start is in Zambia. Uh, move away from tribalism. When we move away from tribalism, I'm not saying move away from culture. We maintain our culture, but what we do is we unify our people in order to bring oneness into the country of Zambia. So history is very important. We need history. <laughs> that, to... that, that, that's some deep, deep, deep stuff there. Um, uh, Dr. Patrick, I don't know what I can say. Your example about China, the way they looked at them, probably is one reason why people look down on us. Uh, we never know. It is our own division. Uh, which we, you know, does not advance what what we want to do. Uh, Anthony, you are going to give us and a, we should and we should yeah, and we shouldn't yeah. and we shouldn't attack our people. We shouldn't attack our people because it's purposeful. It was done yes, in order yes, to create yes. division. Yeah, that was loaded, Doctor Patrick. That was everyone here. Uh, please uh, be ready uh, now to to give us. Um, what each area, probably of your origin, if you want, you can go somewhere else, uh, brings to, to, to the table. And if we ended this division, Dr. Patrick is talking about uh, what, can, what, can, uh, what Zambia stands are to, to, to benefit. Can I okay. say that the division is artificial? 
80% of the Zambian exactly. population are young. Exactly, Dr. Yes, like they were born yesterday, for goodness sake. Yeah. A lot of them don't exactly. even know which I, I, and this is the education we need, so where is this coming from? Pardon? Pardon? I, no, I'm, I'm with you. You, 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 you yeah. excited me with your, your answer, your artificial answer. You excited me. Uh, I got excited, exactly. sorry. Mayama, okay. uh, <laughs> let me start with Mayama here. Please don't go into the history or what and what. What is What are they bringing to the to the table? Which, um, if ignored, the entire country we are almost going to miss out a good percentage. Rapala is bringing a lot of things to the table. And uh, what uh, you told me not to stay away from this tree, but <laughs> I can't. Uh, a, a lot of things doesn't mean anything. I, I want you to, to be exactly. a little bit more specific. Okay. okay. The people that uh, have died and have left us, they left us within Saka. They were, took risks. They left the cop. They left the. the, the uh, the village there with their bike. Some of them crossed it. Some came, came to look. Okay, I'll, I'll give you another bike. question right on Rapula. I'll give you another question on, on Rapula. Uh, with its uh, water resources, uh, do we really need to be importing fish from chi- China? What has happened? Mr. Andy, my mama can collaborate on that question. What has happened? Why are we not tapping into this huge, huge resource? Rapura brings on the table, uh, but would rather be importing fish from China. Okay, Roger. You know, I'm a question. Sometimes you pose very good question, and they have uh, they have very complicated. Uh, uh, I mean, answers. <laughs> yes, I mean, again, again. Look, yesterday I was with guys, right? And um, the the thing that sometimes I appreciate, I know, I know you don't want to need to dwell with this. We were, we were. Americans and uh, African, and what we did accomplish yesterday, it was, it, 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 I contributed and they contributed in the thing with our cell phones. We can talk about Vayama. You only have one minute. We have 10 provinces to cover here. I planted it I planted it without consulting anybody, Roger, you know. I mean, there's some information. George, I'm going to pay that opportunity. Okay. But if you have tribalism, you phone and broadcasting to the phone. You can use the technology. You know, information, feminine information, you know. Technology tribalism. Yeah, what he's doing. He and Masking got to concentrate good tribalism. 
He and Mark is the one person. Look what he's doing. The guy manufactured the 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 the, the nanny, uh, masks. You know, the guy went and solved the the, <coughs> the 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 power grid in Australia. One person with a technology. He's a South African born. You know. Yeah, well, Roger. Uh, okay, can I say something now? Oh. Yeah, let, let, let me start, uh, come in very, very quickly. Okay, one, uh, one thing I would like to say, I think say. maybe the most important thing to say is that if we want to have solutions, to come up with solutions, we should have this as a radio show. We discuss these things, and then we have other meetings, maybe conference calls, where we conclude things. Uh, where people can have time to express themselves. Anyway, uh, but to answer the question directly, Luapla province alone, I don't know if you know, you know the Congo River, the mighty yes. Congo River? Yes. Its source is in, in the, in the, in the um, Bangweulu swamps. That's how much water is in that area. So uh, basically, you can't generate power there. Um, fish can be farmed. I think Mwerwantipa, they are doing some fishing. Ourselves, uh, Roger, I showed you something. We do fishing in Bangweulu, and we even mm -hmm. sell uh, fishlings. But anyway, uh, I think more can be done um, uh, in terms of what Luapura province can do. You know? yeah. But yeah. to, yeah. to, I mean, to be able to find answers here, I don't think it will work. Are we as a mission... Uh, getting anything from from Luapula uh, to Western Province to everywhere, uh, or, or we will just Luapula oh, mention and everything. We forget it like that. How much no, most of the fish, thing? most of the fish. That where do you think most of the dry that, fish comes that's from? And sense, where do you think it comes from? Hmm? You no, think? I'm not talking about where it comes from, but I'm, I'm saying using that experience, that skill, that everything uh, Luapula has to to bring the benefits to the entire nation. It feeds the, the most of the dry fish <laughs> is the people are fed. I think the capability is fed from there. So what are you? What else then are we looking for? Okay, you don't you don't, you don't understand my my question. Uh, so very quickly, did you understand my question? Yes, I did. Actually, the answer was some in some of the things that you were saying. You talked about fish being imported from China, and uh, what can we get out of uh, the geographical uh, location of Lopula Province? Uh, Mustafa has also uh, mentioned uh, the, the potential to generate electricity and has also mentioned fishing. Uh, on the economic front, those two types of industries uh, can, uh, can be thrown right in the fray there to say, okay, this is what Lopola can do and this Lopola is doing, but how do we expand these industries to grow and become the national source or re exactly. be replicated in other parts that have uh, similar capabilities. Uh, the idea of getting fish from China when you have fish from Ropula, and fish from Ropula is competing for the market with fish from China, when exactly. it comes to the, to the shops is, is uh, something that we have uh, spoken about here. Uh, <clears throat> through the policy we, public policy we suggested last week of us feeding ourselves, so it means that we can eat our own fish, and I know that even quite uh, there is a good fishing industry and fishing capabilities. Uh, but there are other things, there are other capabilities. I know we mentioned from the cultural perspective that um, we could also have 
principles generated from uh, societies and traditional aspects that are valuable that we can glean and let those principles inform the local policies that we create and also the national policies that we create. So there is a lot of interface, and some of the things are very similar. Let me give you two two examples. No, no, no. I mentioned no, no, that no, the no, 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 Okay, so I mentioned that Takashi Lakambush Kasengula Pokekele. Then, when you, you wake up on my father's side of the bed, they say, Muzungu Wabula Kaja Kafaku Musevezane. We have a policy <laughs> here. Exactly. There, Kafaku Musevezane. Right there, you have a policy that no one should work for free. And on the other side, you have a policy that, hey, this has got to start from local, where you are, right there where yeah. you are. What are the competences? What are the productive capacities that we can harness and yeah. put together? What yeah. can yeah. government protect? Yeah. Uh, from the people's commonwealth there. So that's, uh, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's uh, what yeah. we can Th- Thank you. I, I, I get from you, Rapula can give us the national policy on, uh, on probably on, on fishing supported, not importing stuff. Uh, Noah, Eastern province, uh, what are we looking at for, from there? What do they bring to, to the table, which you think has been localized, stayed in Eastern province? But if it was brought to the national table, uh, everyone else will be, will be happy, will benefit from it. Yeah, the answer is actually simple. It's, I know that we are running down on time, so I'll just yeah. tell you the product. Tobacco and groundnut. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, something else. Uh, who hasn't said anything here? Who hasn't said? Uh, in, in your neighborhood there, northern province, Chasaya, uh, what is the country missing out from the north? As we keep, I, I think uh, this well, maybe I... of. Uh, <laughs> I think what I can say on that one is I'll particularly speak about my my tribe, Mambuelungu. Um, I think the country has missed out on uh, entrepreneurship. We are, I think it's in our genes. So that, okay. that's something that, yeah, we're naturally people who look for business opportunities. And mm-hmm. I think yeah, across the board you find uh, most business people, in at least a certain percentage, they come from the north, beginning from selling. Yeah. If you recall, selling beans, I think that's how we start selling beans to most institutions. Yeah. And that's, it just grows on and on and on. So that's something that, to me, sticks out. It's something that, even at a time when people need, or if the country needs employment, I think that's something yeah. that people can look towards us. And, and how do you think, Itasaya, um, the country has, has missed out? Uh, is it by uh, not evolving our people in that area into probably government? Uh, what is the problem? What, what is the problem why we can't identify that casual uh, hidden in Mbala somewhere there? I think it's a lot more complex than just one issue. Um, but you, you almost always have to... Uh, um, for me to come back to the issue of uh, governance and uh, where localized, like the provinces, which should have more say in what they do and how they harness things. So provinces like and then cities. Yeah, so then you extend, because there, may, there are some decisions that can be made at city yeah. level, just like here, where because the city knows how much uh, 
their immediate needs. They can actually have more impact, which would be more beneficial to, to, to the locals. And then by extension, maybe we need money to, to, to get us the next project. But if you're always going to wait for, for Lusaka to help you with finance or to think your idea is good, uh, it just never um, works. So that's really one aspect I can talk about. But it's a very complex thing, and I can, because of time, I may not have the time to go into yeah. other areas, but certainly but, it's really... But can, can, you, can you say that again? A little bit sorry, where you mentioned Osaka? No, you know where I'm saying? The people of Mbala, for instance, of <laughs> No, I'm, I'm right? joking. I'm trying to oh, tell you. Oh, oh. Well, Osaka you. Again. Okay, okay. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> tells me, if, if, if I become president of Zambia, I'll probably build a war uh, between between Osaka and, <laughs> between L L L Osaka. And, and, and then should. we have uh, our friends, uh, 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 Nathan, if you are here, uh, the Tonga land, the Tonga land, you know, if each time we are going to hear, uh, oh, Tongas have done this, Tongas have done this, we are missing out, uh, Nathan. They bring a lot. Where is Nathan here? Brother Alan, go ahead. Uh, the, the, the issue of um, uh, tribalism, the, for me, my, my philosophy is if you want to kill a cow... No, don't go to tribalism. I want you to say our, this is what our friends in the South bring to the table. Oh, yeah, there's plenty. You go for the, um, we, we all know the animals, uh, animal situation. But then so to reason, they're very, very uh, well situated there. One, one, one underutilized gold mine is the tourism aspect from, uh, the, you know, the southern province, so to speak, you know, and then just the richness of their culture is extremely rich. But um, the other part is you just have to go through the government corridors. From the time of fighting independence to now, the expertise, the knowledge, the intellect, they are some of the first people to begin to get higher education. We're from those parts there of go. our country, you know, so you go. We, we do know what, what um, you, know, you know, what uh, they mm. bring to the table. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, when living day to day, we live uh, normal, no problem, no issues at all. It is when I'm trying to score one over you, uh, you know, it's like politicians. Even though I know you are better than me, I'll call you useless because I want a vote. That's what I that's what it is. But for the rest of us, you know, you want to stop that ugly head of uh, tribalism, just stop it. Don't feed it. It will die a natural death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, when we hear this, gentlemen, after the show, we hear this tribal thing. We, we, we should know how much potential we are killing uh, as far as the nation is concerned. Oh, they've been retired in national interest. No, it is not. Roger, can interest. you hear me? Now, now I can hear you, but... Uh, uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yes. I like, you see, the approach you were taking about Eastern Province, Wapula, Northern, and what. It takes us back to the point while you was talking about the skills development. You see, when you identify that Wapula is known for fisheries and things like yes. that, build yes. a school which develops things like that, okay? Yes. Eastern province, yes, build an agricultural school. That's the point I wanted to make. I like, I like that. I, I like that. And I like Musawa's uh, point. Uh, you see what the central government uh, has done? Now, for them to, to rule, they have to divide us uh, so that they, they can rule. But imagine if we pushed our regions, our regions to, to develop and then come together. 
Uh, we'll be talking mm. about paradise. Yeah. Brother uh, Walia, your conclusion. Very, very, you have two, two minutes. And thank you for staying. Uh, so you have to tell us one or two points you have uh, benefited from our show. Yeah. Okay. Well, just quickly, on the, uh, on the issue of the mind, if, if I may be permitted. Um, I, I think I think with uh, with the issue of the mind. Uh, look, talk, talk about what we have moment, discussed. Talk, talk about the summary we have made yeah. about different areas. Uh, I, I would love you to address that very very quickly. Ah right, okay. I, I think I, I think for me it's it's it, it primarily the um, uh, the copper dot problem and how little we have done to harness the potential of this, of, of this particular area of the country, the industrial potential. And I think for me it brings me right back to the issue of how much we have retrograde uh, 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 on the skills development taking order because that is always critical to attracting the right kind of uh, industries uh, into an area and space such as the copper belt. Okay. We need to pick ourselves up, and and I think it's about political leadership and commitment to invest in the right kind of skills development to be able to attract the right kind of industry into a place like the Copper Belt province. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Anthony Wadia. I'll be in touch with you, um, like we identified some of the... Uh, projects you are you are doing, uh, we'll see uh, what we we, we can do, to, do together. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you everyone thank you. Thank you uh, for coming in. As always, just as I said, it is it Musawa, Mamusho, Kasonso. We never have enough time on uh, on our show. Two hours goes like I don't know. Have a good weekend, uh, everyone, and stay safe.
after five years Ningo bandirira, ningo turukusha, ningo zipaya after Wakonde sama suti we, wakonde sama suti we.